1: ESPN Hockey Night tonight, rematch of last year's cup final. The defending champion Avalanche visiting the lightning coverage starts 7 Eastern here on ESPN. And before we rack up a new hour, uh, Alexander Bablik uh, got bageled in a set last night and, and he was not happy about it. And I know this because I watched his reaction to it. Go ahead, Cindy. Let's Let's roll in the reaction.
0: Five.
2: Good news is he's got plenty of other rackets.
3: Well, that's gonna get the treatment as well. Three, four, two. Okay. Well this is getting out of hand now.
0: (laughs) He had next futures. He had next future
1: bets. (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly right that's extremely well played Okay, uh, we've got another terrific hour coming your way this is Get Up we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook and if you are just waking up oh my goodness do I have news for you breaking this morning a blockbuster trade while you were asleep the Big Three era in Brooklyn is officially a catastrophe and it is officially over our Adrian Warjanowski, a little after 1am Eastern Time Breaking the news that Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. Here's the deal. It's KD and TJ Warren, who, by the way, began his career as a son. Going back the other way, Mikhail Bridges, who's a terrific two-way player, by the way. Cam Johnson, who's a three-point shooter. Four first-round picks and a swap option for potentially a fifth. But all of this, of course, is jarring. A week removed from looking like a team that might compete for a title this year, the Brooklyn Nets have now traded away two superstars in the span of four days. So Legler with us all morning, Wendy with us all morning, Jalen is on the way, Stephen A. is on the way, and Woj, of course, who is the man who's got all the news here and broke this during the middle of the night. So, Woj, why did it happen? Why did the Nets trade away Kevin Durant?
2: Uh, Greeny, essentially, Kevin Durant told the Nets for the second time in eight months that he wanted to be traded, and he wanted to be traded to Phoenix, and that if the team could find uh, a deal with the Suns, that he would want to move on. And Essentially, you got to a point last night where the Nets essentially showed Kevin Durant what a deal with the Suns looked like, what the Nets roster looked like coming back, and and wanted to make sure, is this still what you would want to do? And Kevin Durant wanted to go to the Suns, and then the deal was done. Uh, Matt Ishbia, the new Suns owner, just uh, approved by the Board of Governors last week, you know, real aggressive uh, in the past several days to get this deal done. Uh, The Suns were nearly uh, pivoting toward uh, a pursuit of John Collins late last night, uh, but re-engaged the Nets. Got the deal done well uh, into the night. And, listen, this is a conversation that started, uh, I think, in earnest earlier in the week when Kyrie Irving was traded to Dallas on Sunday. You know, the Nets get back uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. And then the picks they got in that trade. And then Sean Marks, their GM, spent the week trying to see how he could upgrade the roster. And as these conversations with Phoenix started to move along, started to get a little more serious. The Nets were having parallel conversations with teams all over the league about trying to make a deal, an impactful deal, uh, that would turn Kevin Durant's head, make him say, okay, let's keep going, let's finish this season, uh, and try to win with the group we have here. And as those parallel conversations kind of uh, converged last night, the decision was made, let's pull the trigger on the Suns deal, And now Kevin Durant heads to Phoenix, certainly the most impactful trade the Suns have made uh, since acquiring uh, Charles Barkley uh, in 1993. When you talk about a player uh, at the very
1: top uh, of the league. Yeah, Barkley won the MVP that year, and that team went to Game 6 of the NBA Finals against Jordan's Bulls. And so here we go. And Wendy, you've made the point this morning repeatedly, and I think it is a fascinating one for basketball fans. That had the Nets known for certain that they were going to have to trade or were going to trade Kevin Durant, then the parameters of what they did with Kyrie Irving might have looked vastly different from what they did as well.
0: This is a story about three no's turning into yeses in unexpected ways. Number one, the the Nets told Durant no, basically. They were not going to trade him last summer. They stuck with Kyrie Irving. They stuck with with Durant. That completely changed over the last 96 hours. Number two, when Durant was briefly on the market last year, the Suns were no way willing to do this type of trade, to trade their two really good young wing players, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, in addition to the four first-round picks. That was a hard no from the Suns last year. That's why it didn't get off the ground. Now, with a new owner, completely different mindset, they say yes. And then, of course... You have the Lakers, the situation. The Suns said no to the Lakers' offer, and it was a reasonable no to the Lakers' offer on Sunday. It's a complicated situation to be in if you're a Laker fan today because you've got to be thrilled that your team has just remade itself over and has a puncher's chance. But, Greeny, this close, (laughs) this close. They should have Kyrie Irving, and they would have Kyrie Irving if this Durant decision was made on Sunday as opposed to what I think was being made around Tuesday, Wednesday.
1: I mean, Woj, I feel a need to keep coming back to you, and obviously you're dealing in all these trades that are happening and could potentially still happen, but I continue to be fascinated by the one that happened a few days ago and might have been different. Is it reasonable to say that if they had known then that they were going to have to trade away Kevin Durant, that maybe Kyrie Irving is a Laker today and LeBron James has exactly what he so desperately and clearly wanted?
2: I, agree. Listen, I I think Brian makes a tremendous point on it. and I, I do think it would have been a different consideration. Uh, the Nets did get you know the first round pick from Dallas, uh, but it was the two unprotected 27-29 uh, that were uh, the Lakers have been talking about for well over a year as, as the one, uh, you know, the real uh, uh, value they had to go out and make something happen in the trade market. But listen, the, the on, on Saturday, Sunday, after uh, Kyrie Irving ass out, the Nets' plan was to try to reshape this roster around Kevin Durant, and they were trying to sell him just like they did in the summer. It's staying here. You do not easily part from Kevin Durant. You, as an organization, you spend years building an organization that would attract a player like Kevin Durant, and they did that and their goal was to try to win championships with him and put the players around him that he wanted around uh, and that the organization thought fit and complemented him, you don't easily walk away from that. Brooklyn didn't do that over the summer, and they didn't do it this week. You know, They told Kevin Durant earlier in the week, we're not trading you. Like, that, that's not our intention. But I think as the Suns' offer increased, as Brian said, They were willing to do things with Matt Ishbia now that they weren't going to do under Robert Sarver when he was essentially a lame duck owner last year. And that changed the equation. And I think there was a sense of inevitability with Kevin Durant, whether it was at this trade deadline, whether it was after the season, um, that he was going to keep pushing for the door. They made a decision to do the deal last night. Now the Nets between now and 3 o'clock today, I think there'll be more deals for them to do.
1: Yeah, again, that's when the deadline is. we got the special coming up today. Woj will be all over it, as will everybody else. So, Legs, this is a lot to digest. <laughs> I'm doing my best to take it in here. Help me as, as one who, who is on top of all this stuff as much as we can. A week ago today, you were in this studio with me, and we discussed the Nets as a legitimate championship contender. Can you wrap your mind around all that has happened in Brooklyn in the six days that have passed since?
4: I think it all points really to the unpredictability of Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's really what triggered all of this because the reason that I felt that way was specifically because of the way Kyrie Irving was playing. You know, I knew what Kevin Durant was going to look like when he came back, you know, assuming he was going to be healthy the rest of the year. This was about how Kyrie was playing, and he was playing every night, and he looked Like a guy that was pretty engaged with the people he was playing with. So clearly with those two guys at the top of your roster, you have a legit shot to make it to the finals. And that's why I felt this way. And yet here it is, and it's all unraveled. And I I can't help but sit here and think to myself, as I was thinking about Kyrie Irving's journey here, you think about the guys that he has chosen to leave to give himself a better chance to win. Now think about this. He left LeBron James to give himself something, you know, a more comfortable situation in Boston. He left Jason Tatum. That was his choice to do that. And now he left Kevin Durant. So you're talking about three of the top players in the league, and Kyrie Irving has chosen to leave those guys. So it really it points to his restlessness, his dissatisfaction that triggered all of this. And then, I think when you look at the Phoenix Suns now, they were looking at their situation in the league and an aging Chris Paul. They looked at the fact that they were down 40 at home in a game seven last year to a team with only one star in the Dallas Mavericks. And you looked at the landscape in the West and they felt like they had to be all in. Like this is their window now to go for something like this. And they gave up an awful lot. Unfortunately for the Nets, none of what they got back is a star. They've got some nice young pieces. We'll see what the ultimate ceiling is for Mikael Bridges down the road, but certainly offensively he is not going to be a Kyrie Irving, a Kevin Durant, or a James Harden at any point in his career.
1: Now, I love Bridges. I voted for him for defensive player of the year last year, and again, he plays every game. He hasn't missed a game in three years, and they also have Ben Simmons, and that is a whole other thing. So, Wendy, help me. Again, I'm trying to digest this. And, and I think NBA fans, sports fans everywhere, are waking up this morning, turning this on, and saying, I can't even follow all of the things that have happened here, because it's just one, to use the colloquial phrase, one woge bomb after another, and there are probably more still to come. Help me digest it. What's the headline? What is the, what is the, the lead, the headline, on the story of the demise of the, of the super team that were the Brooklyn Nets?
0: The um, just the inability to form a trust partnership between the ownership and front office and the star players. I actually I know that they're not in front of mind right now, but I'm actually I start thinking about the Golden State Warriors because you look at the way those star players have been able to form a trust with that ownership and that front office, and that is the recipe that everybody wants to replicate. And yeah, you got to have a great talented player like Steph Curry, but you got to have trust. There just was never trust. Not only was there never trust, there was never, in my view from the outside, a level of equal respect. I don't think Kyrie respected the guys that he came, you know, came into. He didn't respect Sean Marks. By the way, Sean Marks built a high-quality organization that those guys wanted to come to. Sean Marks knows what he's doing in terms of team building. Once Kyrie, once it was ceded to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, it had no chance. Which is why I was amazed that four teams, four good teams. Some of them really, I think, smart teams were trying to trade for Kyrie Irving within minutes of him asking for, for a trade. I know that I would much rather have given all my stuff for Kevin Durant than Kyrie Irving. And I think it's terrific for Kevin Durant that he is now going to a team with Devin Booker and he's going to a team with Chris Paul who are completely differently set up than the team he's about to leave. I wish I could say that there was a good foundational respect level with Matt Ishbia, the new owner, but he has been on the job one day. I, have heard, I did not hear his voice until yesterday. So I have no idea what's going to happen there. But I like his chances in Phoenix and that organization better than I did with the situation with Kyrie Irving.
1: All right, everybody stay right where you are. Woj, obviously, is, is, is as, as anything develops, he's got it all covered. Legs is with us. Windy is with us. I got Jalen coming. I got Stephen A coming. I got Mark Spears coming. We are rolling all morning long on this Kevin Durant blockbuster. It is now clearly championship or bust for KD in Phoenix. Uh, Is there any chance they don't roll this thing all the way to a title? We'll answer that question. Did you hear what Kyrie said about KD getting traded? You'll hear that. And then the day after he became the all-time leading scorer, LeBron's Lakers make a monster deal last night. Is it enough to put him back in the final? We'll answer that question next. If you are just getting up with us again, enormous breaking news. While you were asleep, Woj reporting that Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. It is a blockbuster deal. Uh, There are quite a few names going back and forth, including Mikel Bridges and a whole bunch of first round picks that go to Brooklyn, but the spotlight on it, of course, is on Kevin Durant, one of the great players of all time. And just how significant is this trade? Well, uh, our friends at Caesars Sportsbook tell us that the Phoenix Suns, at this time yesterday, were 18-1. to to win the NBA championship. And now they are the second favorite at plus 500 behind only the Celtics. As you see, they are the favorited team in the Western Conference. And all of the perspective that we have this morning continues to fly in. We'll have Jalen and Stephen A. coming up. And I've got legs, and I've got Brian Windhorst. And Mark Spears, our NBA insider, has just joined us here in our studio. Thank you for racing in here, Mark. And this is interesting. You were covering Tuesday night. Yes. The Suns were here in Brooklyn, yes. playing the Nets. The two teams involved in this trade, and you were there, and you were in the locker room. So, give us your perspective on this deal. You've covered Durant, I should point yes. out, throughout his entire career. Yes. How in the world did Kevin Durant wind up getting traded out of Brooklyn?
3: You know, he kept it real low profile, and the Suns were always on his radar. You got to remember, he has a connection with Monty Williams that goes back to his days with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Keep in mind, too, I think Kevin sees this as maybe Warriors 2.0, right? You have the other stars there that he could play with, with Book, Aiton, and obviously Chris Paul. I think that they collectively, like those odds you showed me, they're number one to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're the best team (laughs) to forget forget all that. But but Kevin, I I didn't see him at the arena the other day and in the Suns locker room the way that Cam Johnson and, and, and Mikel Bridges were joking with their teammates with Book and with Ayton, they obviously had no clue what was about to go down. But maybe, hey, both the GMs were in that building that night, and they probably got a chance to talk.
1: But here's the thing. You're telling me Kevin Durant saw the opportunity to make a super team in Phoenix. Yeah. He, that's what he did in Brooklyn. So why did this go the way it went? They put together a super team in Brooklyn, and there are people today saying it is the biggest disaster in sports history Ooh. Why did it go this way? Why was it such a complete failure?
3: I think the Kyrie Irving situation, just as simply as that. I mean, uh, obviously him and James Harden didn't work out. James wanted out. Kyrie, who knows what he was going to feel from time to time. He wanted out. I don't blame Kevin for that. I think Kevin was kind of the last man standing. And, what, you think I'm going to stay with this? No, no. And uh, so once once Kyrie got out, I think – the way Kevin had a relationship with the ownership, I think they wanted to do it respect, respectfully and quietly. And that's exactly what Kevin did.
1: Why was Kevin Durant, and you've been around him his whole yeah. career, no one can question his brilliance as a player, no one can question his dedication to being yeah. a great player, and his professionalism. Why was he never able to get his arms around this situation? It felt like you know, LeBron James and all the other superstars, it's their team. They're in yeah. control of what goes on. Why was he never able in all the years here in Brooklyn to get his arms around the whole thing?
3: I I think he overestimated the situation with Kyrie Irving, and that's not to say that Kyrie's not an amazing player. He's a stunning player, Mm -hmm. one of the greatest ball handlers and shooters we'll ever see. But I think he underestimated everything that came with it. The New York Knicks wanted Kevin, but they didn't want him with Kyrie because I think now they're kind of laughing behind the scenes like we saw this coming we saw these things happening we'll see what happens with Dallas um but I I think Kevin thought that with me and us together everything was going to be good was it or was it it
1: was the opposite of good legs again if you could pick up on this again because you you said repeatedly this morning that this was a team that should have been maybe the greatest offensive team in NBA history What's the legacy of this thing as, as a super team and, 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 and to Durant in particular? So I think the greatest guarantee
4: that we ever saw in, in terms of player movement and, and resulting in winning was Kevin Durant going to Golden State. But We all agree with that. That was an absolute surefire guaranteed win, and, it, and they got a couple of those. This situation in Brooklyn when it came together was next on the list for me. When I looked at those three players on the court at the same time and in the limited time that they did play together, you could see the nightmare that it was for defenses because there's just no answer. Nobody has enough defensive personnel. Nobody has enough of a game plan. Nobody has enough guys on the court to deal with everything you need to deal with with those three dynamic, just raw, offensive, talented players. So for me... This has to go down as the biggest underachievement we've ever seen in this league when you take all of that into account. And I think we've said it here repeatedly. What it all hinged on was the unpredictability and the dissatisfaction of Kyrie Irving. You look at the the previous stops along the way and the guys that he was playing with and chose to leave, and this is the result you get when you just don't know what is going on between his ears. And now the Brooklyn Nets are the ones that are going to pay because at the end of this, they're left without a single star player
1: and they had a team that looked like should have had multiple championships. And so, Wendy, put a ribbon on all that for us here. And you've been so good the last couple of days with us with perspective on all this sort of thing. Uh, And I got Jalen and Stephen A. coming up. What's a final thought from you on all this?
0: I would just say that obviously the Nets didn't have the advantage of knowing the way that Kyrie Irving was going to behave because his behavior was erratic. They, they, and even, that even goes for Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant didn't think that Kyrie Irving was going to be alongside him, it wasn't just in 2019. In 2021, he extended his contract with no opt-out. Like, it wasn't just the Nets organization that was, was sort of thrown off by this. It was Durant himself. And so that's the thing. So now Durant's going to start over. I have absolutely, incredibly immense respect for him as a player. And I think, unfortunately, he's had a big chunk of his career here where he could have been winning titles derailed. And for for his sake, I hope he can recapture that and try to win a title in Phoenix because he deserved better than what he got from Kyrie Irving over these last four years. I think that's right. I think
1: a lot of people feel that way, Mark, in just the moment that I have here before a short break. Stephen A. keeps saying to all, over and over on, on Countdown, he, he, Kevin, chose Kyrie Irving over Steph Curry. At the end of the day, you can boil it down to that. Is that a reasonable way to look at this?
3: He did. I mean, I, I mean, that's <laughs> I mean he, he, he did. Um, the situation in Golden State was such where it was Steph country. There's nothing you could do to change that. And, and I think Kevin saw that and thought he could build something here, special Brooklyn, bring a championship here, have a parade in, in Brooklyn. Didn't happen. He's going to get one in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, he probably will. But here's the point. Yeah. He came here to because he wanted yeah. to have his own thing. Because that was uh, always how could thing. He even Why didn't it become his thing?
3: Pandemic came. That affected Kyrie. Kyrie affected Kyrie. Only God could have predicted all that. I, I feel bad for Kevin. There's no way he could have predicted this. What but it certainly was a lot more stable in Golden State.
1: That's for sure. All right, stay here with me. Legs again. Wendy, you've been phenomenal all morning and over the last couple of days. Thank you. I got Stephen A. coming. I got Jalen coming as we continue with much more on the Kevin Durant blockbuster. What do we say about the Nets' failure? Is Durant now a lock to win a championship in Phoenix? Stephen A. and Jalen will weigh in on those and more as we continue in a moment. Let's get up on ESPN. You are watching Get Up. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you are just getting up with us, enormous breaking news Woj with the bomb just after 1 a.m. Eastern Time that Kevin Durant has been traded to Phoenix. Uh, the details on the deal, uh, Mikael Bridges goes to Brooklyn, a very good two-way player, uh, terrific three-point shooter, Cam Johnson, four first-round picks, but of course the headline, the spotlight is on Kevin Durant. His former teammate Kyrie Irving was asked about the trade last night.
5: I'm just praying for his happiness and praying for his well-being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of um, you know, what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty. Just... Love the competition now that we can be in the same conference, and, and I welcome all that. You know, Get to see him a little bit more, probably playing against Phoenix a lot more, and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Everything else in, in between, uh, I just am glad that uh, he got out of there.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: I mean, I would imagine that it is unintentionally ironic that he says he's looking forward to seeing more of him. They were teammates up until five days ago. All right, when you want perspective, this is the man that you want it from, Stephen A. Smith, who is in Phoenix now for all the Super Bowl festivities, first take coming up in a half hour. He raced in so that he could jump in here with us and and give us some perspective. So, Stephen A., I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I'm giving you the floor. Kevin Durant traded while we were asleep last night. What do we say about what has happened to the Brooklyn Nets in the last five days?
6: That they're another disaster, that they're irrelevant, um, and that the New York Knicks will be ruling New York for the foreseeable future by default. The fact of the matter is, is that this is an experiment that went horribly bad. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, ultimately James Harden never worked out. Didn't even play 75 games together. Three and a half years together, they only won one playoff series. Um, and this, uh, this experiment that took place in Brooklyn will forever stain KD because he departed from Steph Curry to join Kyrie Irving, it will stain Kyrie Irving for many, many years to come, uh, particularly in his wallet. He's going to get paid because he's too spectacular not to get paid. But the kind of money that he deserves and warranted, the long-term security that he was looking for, um, I've got to see somebody invest in him long-term to believe it because there's just so much stuff that is going on. Kevin Durant's going to be fine. Uh, He'll probably end up being a champion for all we know because the Phoenix Suns definitely are the favorites in the Western Conference now. The fact that you have Devin Booker with CP3, the point guard himself. Remember, Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook, not the quintessential point guard. He was in Golden State with Steph Curry, not the quintessential point guard. He was in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving, not the quintessential point guard. He's with a point guard now in CP3. And so when you look at Phoenix right now with 18, with CP3, Uh, With Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, Denver is not a team to summarily dismiss, but there is no question that the Phoenix Suns should be the favorites in the Western Conference. So Kevin Durant will be competing for championships, but it won't come without noise, and it won't come without that stench and that stain that he left behind in Brooklyn. Player empowerment and things of that nature that people have alluded to, you're going to see teams highly apprehensive and incredibly reticent to lean on player involvement when it comes to some of these things after the stuff Kyrie Irvin essentially initiated in
1: Brooklyn. Uh, And and I'm being told that we do have Jalen. Okay, so we're putting together. uh, We miss our our teammate, uh, Michael Wilbon, who we'll see this weekend, but we got a little makeshift uh, version of NBA Countdown here. Jalen is with us up from from Los Angeles. Thank you guys for getting up and racing in here because all this broke while we were asleep last night. I mean, Jalen, you just heard Stephen A, and we've been getting perspective all morning long. A week ago, a week ago, we were talking about the Nets as a championship contender. Five days later, how, how do we process what has happened there, Jalen, in the last five days? Well, a couple of things
7: I think that people underestimate in team sports. One of them is leadership. And there was a lack there of that with the Brooklyn Nets when their initial big three with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden was formed. Kyrie ultimately left LeBron and left the Boston Celtics because he wanted to prove that he can win without them. KD, as Stephen A. mentioned, left the Golden State Warriors to go to the Nets so he can prove that he can win without joining a super team. And so who's going to be the leader? James Harden forces his way out of Houston to come join them and then he's looking at KD like, wait a minute, your guy didn't get vaccinated. It's maybe costing us a season and it's costing me money because I'm about to be a free agent. I want out of here. The Nets, to me, should have allowed those guys to nurture that situation at least one year for the playoffs. They didn't. So you trade James Harden for Ben Simmons. So now all of a sudden, like I've been saying, Ben Simmons ain't going to be a part of a championship big three with the Nets. He's just not an all-star level player anymore. So KD looks around. Kyrie's unhappy. KD asks for a trade this offseason. They go to him and say, you're too valuable. We're not going to move you. So then they start the season. KD gets hurt. They play well. Kyrie ups his value and says he wants to get traded. Now they both look around and say, can we win a championship in Brooklyn? Can we win one with Ben Simmons? And then they both, in theory, asked to be out. Now, let me address the Nets for a second. Each situation is different. Kyrie Irving was going to be a free agent, and like Stephen A. said, he may or may not be getting a long-term deal. But if I'm the Mavs, I'm thinking about doing a deal with him, an incentive-laden deal. I was actually at their game last night. But for KD, he was already under contract for a few more years. Yeah. Newsflash. I'm not just going to trade KD with a few more years left on this deal. I know they got some nice players. I know they got a lot of draft capital back. But he's such a mercurial talent, and you win with superstars in this league. They didn't get an all-star for mm-hmm. KD or Kyrie. So, therefore, big ups to the Phoenix Suns, who are now the favorites in the Western Conference, and they're going to put KD in the position— To win a championship. And one other thing, Stephen A, as I canvass Kevin Durant's future Hall of Fame career, it embodies the AAU circuit in a lot of ways because he's basically played with all of the great players except LeBron James in the league. When you start talking about the top 10 or 12 players, he's played with most of those guys. And so he doesn't have to, quote, unquote, be the leader in Phoenix. That's going to be Monty. That's going to be CP3.
1: And he can focus on getting his buckets and winning games. So, Stephen A., let's dive into this from a different direction for a moment here. Um, Because we had Woj and Wendy both make the observation with us this morning that if the Nets had known before they traded Kyrie Irving, that they were going to have to trade KD. They would not have made the deal they made. That was a deal they made trying to build around KD. And, in fact, Wendy said, and Woj co-signed it, that if they knew they were going to trade Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving would be a Laker today. What do we think of that?
6: I don't know what to think of that. Um, It really doesn't matter to me. Uh, KD was under contract for three years. So, you know, to me, after this season, guaranteed, three years locked in, no out. Um, You didn't have to move him chose to you could have sat up there and said listen we'll talk about what we're going to do with you this summer but we're going to finish this season the way that we're doing and if kd decides that he doesn't want to play for the rest of the season that's on him because as Jalen pointed out michael bridges and cameron johnson these brothers they can play they're not scrubs but you didn't get an all-star in return for kevin durant i don't understand how, how, how that's a good thing for the brooklyn nets and then not only that listen You've got Spencer Dinwiddie. you got Dorian Finney-Smith. you got, of course, got the players on your roster. But there's nobody that you're walking through the turnstiles to see. So you were damn near irrelevant in New York to begin with. And now you've made it official because you're devoid of any kind of star. So by default, you've handed the city really back to the New York Knicks who never lost New York City to begin with. And all they did was get Josh Hart in exchange for Lake Cam Reddus go to Portland. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. But in the end, what it comes down to is that when you look at KD... And Kyrie, yeah, they're in different locations. KD is in a much, much better situation. Kyrie is in a position where he can validate that he's worth long-term dollars. That somehow, some way, he could he could be trustworthy. Uh, but in the end, there's a stain that comes with the both of them because of what they departed from in Boston and Golden State, respectively, to assemble in Brooklyn. What they promised folks in the in the borough of Brooklyn and what they failed to deliver primarily because of dysfunction that raked through this franchise for three and a half seasons that equated and amounted to one simple playoff series victory. It is a flagrant disappointment, damn near an embarrassment, uh, especially for two guys who are future Hall of Famers in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Much, much, much more was expected from the two of them and much, much less was received.
1: I just have one minute left with Stephen A, and then I have to let him go get ready for first take, and I so appreciate this, but but it is worth pointing out. They had the big three. James Harden's got a real shot to win something big in, in Philadelphia this year. Kyrie's got a shot in Dallas this year. Kevin Durant, as we've all agreed, is now the favorite in Phoenix this year, and the Nets are left behind. What does that say about the NBA and, and the degree of influence, power, just total authority that the star players have. Stephen A., final thought.
6: That's what I've been complaining about. That's why I've been so disgusted with what I saw, because I'm a player guy. I want players to get their money. I want players to elevate their level of power. I want them to have more say. I want them to have more influence, because they're the ones out in the court putting forth their blood, sweat, and tears, not just during the season, but the off season. Greedy. The fact of the matter is something like this is such a stain that you're going to have teams in the future highly reluctant to be, to be deferential to players because they're going to point to what Kyrie Irving pulled in Brooklyn and say, see, you can't trust these players. You can't give them that kind of power. You're going to look at GMs. You're going to look at scouts. You're going to look at coaches. You're going to look at executives and ownership, and they're going to be dogged about holding on to control and power and making sure that they don't relinquish it to the players, and they're going to use Kyrie Irving as an excuse to think like that. That is the crime that has taken place. And and that's what I think hasn't been talked about enough. I
1: really don't. Stephen A., I will see you tonight. I'm on my way out there. I have to let him go. Jalen, stay with me. Jalen Rose stays with us here. We'll continue with our coverage of this extraordinary night. Stephen A., and first take coming up in 19 minutes. Steve, thank you. And then, of course, NBA Today will pick up the ball and run with it all afternoon, starting 1 o'clock Eastern. Trade deadline special. There are lots of shoes left to drop. Woj will be in the middle of all of it, and you see the cast of characters. So the coverage will continue all day long of this remarkable day and moment in time in the history of the NBA. Oh, by the way, the Lakers made a blockbuster trade last night. LeBron James is the league's all-time leading scorer. Is he suddenly like a legitimate contender to win this year's championship? Jalen will answer that question next. All right, we are back on Get Up. Uh, we, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you are just joining us, again, the extraordinary breaking news while you were asleep, a blockbuster NBA trade. The Big Three era in Brooklyn is officially a disaster. Rhodes reporting that Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. It's a big deal. It's got a bunch of players coming back, including Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. But clearly the headline here is that uh, Durant is gone from Brooklyn. The last of the big three is now in Phoenix. And the New York Post reacting, as you see, son of a gun. And the coverage continues here. We've had just so many voices with us this morning. And we add another here with Legs with us and Jalen with us. Uh, and, and and Nick Fidel has joined us, who's at the airport in Atlanta, where he flew down there to go to the Phoenix Suns shoot around today, which would be the first one we would think that maybe Kevin Durant would attend. But that got canceled. But that's a whole separate story for another time. But, Fredell, the reason we wanted to hear from you this morning is because you have been covering Durant since he was in Golden State, and you have been with the Nets day and night every day since they put this big three together. There are people who are saying this is now the biggest disaster that we've ever seen in NBA history. Why, Nick, as you look back over the entirety of it, why did it go so wrong?
5: Greeny, this is the greatest team that never was in this era. And the reason it went wrong in large part is because this Nets group had a lot of bad luck. That first year, they thought they were going to win a title, and injuries hit, and they just were never the same. They trade for James Harden. The rhythm that they needed was never found because the vaccination stuff went into place. Kyrie made his choice, and they couldn't find what they needed. At every turn, when you thought that everything was going to be good for the Nets, Something always happened that set it off track. I can tell you from the day I got there a year ago, though, this group still always felt like they would still find a way because the talent was so overwhelming. You would go into other buildings, and you would see teams looking at each other when Harden, KD, and Irving were on the floor Greeny, and they're like, we can't compete with that. I mean, other teams knew, other players in the league knew. But there were a variety of reasons why it was never meant to be. And it starts with Kyrie. At the center of all the dysfunction around this team is always Kyrie. You can point to all these different other reasons, but Kyrie, when you talk to people in that organization, is always the reason up top because he always found a way to knock things off track for a group that felt that it could always
1: be better. I mean, as recently as a week ago, we were talking about them as a championship contender. Fidel, travel safe, and there's so much going on here. We'll get back to you as we go. But but for Timmy and for Jalen, oh, by the way, the Lakers made a huge trade last night. As we sit here talking about Durant all morning long, the Lakers trading away Russell Westbrook last night. They reacquire point guard D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota. It's a three-team deal. Westbrook is in Utah now. It's an eight-player trade. Woj has all the details up. But the big questions here are about the Lakers. And so, I mean, Jalen, you were there watching the Clippers courtside last night. I saw on your fancy little Instagram post. But let's talk about the Lakers. LeBron breaks the record the other night. They got AD. Now they have D'Angelo Russell and maybe still some moves. And and they've got a couple of other good players in this deal as well and some room to make another move or two. Did the Lakers make themselves into... (laughs) A team that you could see doing something worth paying attention to in the Western Conference playoffs this year, yes or no? Jalen. I would say yes. And by the way, the
7: Nets have every team in the Eastern Conference thanking them. And the West just got a lot more crowded and a lot more interesting. As long as LeBron is 38 years of age and averaging over 30, they just need AD to be the version that he was earlier in this year. D'Angelo Russell is skilled. He is talented. He can make the three, he can drop dimes. Um, Beasley's a defender on the wing that can make threes as well, gives them more depth. They just acquired Ruri Hachimura, who's gonna give them quality minutes also. So the West, again, just got more stack. And when you look at the top of the conference, Greeny, I've continued to say this. What makes it very interesting, more than anything, is that the Denver Nuggets, while they have the reigning back-to-back MVP, They still haven't done it yet. Memphis is struggling, but we know John Morant's greatness. The Sacramento Kings have outplayed expectations, but the guys that we've seen do it, they're now lurking. The Phoenix Suns just recently won the West a couple of years ago and added KD. The Clippers got Kawhi back. We've seen him do it. We haven't seen them do it. We've seen the Golden State Warriors do it. They may make a run. So, yes, the Lakers got better, but, man,
1: Once the Dallas Mavs acquired Kyrie, the West got a lot better as well. So, Legler, let let me put this to you, and the staff doesn't know I'm going to ask you this because the question just jumped into my head. But we are going to, Jalen and Stephen A. and Michael and I, are going to be at the Western Conference Finals this year. We alternate every year, and that's going to be our series this year. Who's making it? Right this minute. Who are the two best teams in the West? Forget about seeding. Who are the two best teams in the West? If you had to pick two teams that you think will wind up playing for the right to go to the championship in the West, who are the two teams?
4: I'd pick Phoenix and Denver. If I had to pick two teams right now, it would be Phoenix and Denver. Uh, if you, Phoenix, obviously, listen, this isn't going to be just thrown together. You start winning. They're going to have to feel each other out. They're going to have to find that rhythm and cohesion. But when you're talking about having now a stud at the two, a stud at the three, a stud big man, and then, most importantly, a table setter, a guy that's a legitimate true point guard that's going to manage where the basketball goes, that you always feel safe and secure when the ball's in his hands. And Chris Paul, he'll have much less pressure on him to have to take over games as a scorer at any part. And I think that has been something that's worn him down. In the past, in the postseason, he's not going to have that responsibility now. He could totally pick his spots and just be the brains of the operation and make sure everybody gets fed. When I look at that starting lineup, to me, that's the best team in the Western Conference. And I'm not going to discount what Denver has done, what Denver looks like, the player that they have at the top, Nikola Jokic, and his ability you know, to make sure that everything runs through him. I love Denver as a team, and so I'm going to put them ahead of some of these other teams that the Clippers getting Kawhi back. Dallas, who knows what that's going to look like with Kyrie and Luka. I need to see that for an extended period of time. Golden State is a team you're going to have to hear from, and obviously the Lakers are also a threat. But right now, Greeny, i lay my money on Phoenix and Denver in the Western Conference Finals, assuming they don't meet at some point before that round because we don't know what the seeding is going to be, and then ultimately Phoenix getting to the Finals.
1: Yeah, understanding, and that's why I tried to set it up. We don't have no idea. Everyone could get seated anywhere at this point the way it's – but what I'm trying to get at is the two best teams. So, Jalen, I mean, Dallas, the Clippers, the Warriors, who are the defending champs, and when they're right, they still look so good, but it's not often. I got one minute left. Who are the two that will be left standing in the West, the two best teams?
7: I agree with Lex, and I'm going to go with Denver, and I'm going to name some uh, different reasons. Jamal Murray has looked good. And healthy, and that's been a welcome sight for the Denver Nuggets. And also, as he mentioned, the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Ayton has been playing really well as a big guy, not only scoring the ball but being very effective, being very efficient. And so those two guys for me, and also Denver having home court advantage, playing in that altitude. But, again, the firepower of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, that's just gonna be some, something game changing. One of those guys is gonna have 35 points every night. Mm-hmm. One, one of those guys is gonna have 35 points every night. And Jalen didn't just say the Nuggets win in the West. Jalen feel like the Suns win in the West. So make sure y'all change that graphic. Jalen got S-U-N-S winning the West.
1: Uh, that, that, and that is a change and that is that is again reflective of this trade because I've been sitting next to you all season long and I know you've been riding Denver all season long but Kevin Durant just changed up everything gentlemen Thank you, Legs. Awesome all morning long. Jalen, I'll see you in Phoenix this weekend as we'll be there for NBA Countdown as suddenly Phoenix has just become the epicenter of the basketball universe. Kevin Durant has been traded, and the coverage will continue with first take on the way. Uh, they got Stephen A., you just saw him, and company ready to go from Scottsdale with complete coverage of one of the most significant deals we've seen in the NBA in years. Don't go away. Get Up is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Our next ESPN Hockey Night is tonight, rematch of last year's cup final. The Avalanche visiting the lightning coverage 7 Eastern here on ESPN. And that is all the time we have. I'm headed to Scottsdale. We'll be doing Get Up live from there tomorrow. We will see you then. First Takes coverage starts now.